Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Susie Holy Cross, who's Business Development Manager, DOT at Command Alcon. And today we're going to talk about e-construction, the evolution toward a paperless environment. Now, here on Talking Logistics, we've uh, talked a lot about how the construction industry historically has been a laggard when it came to digital transformation. But the tide is starting to turn as you know, e-construction initiatives start to gain traction in the industry. What is e-construction? What factors are driving it? And how is uh, technology playing a role in this, in this trend? Well, those are some of the key questions we're going to address in today's episode. And uh, it's great to have Susie on the program to share her insights and perspective and advice on this topic. So, Susie, welcome to the program. Thank you, Adrian. I'm glad to be here. So, Susie, uh, you know, we've had some of your colleagues on Command Alcon here in the program uh, over the past couple of years. You're a first-time guest, so like I always like to do, I'm always curious how people get into this industry to begin with. So before we dive into this whole topic of e-construction, why don't you just tell us briefly a little bit about your career path, how and why you got involved with you know, supply chain, logistics, the construction industry, and what's your current role and responsibilities there at Command Alcon? Okay, well, I've been with Command Alcon a little over eight years. Um, I hired in as a technical writer, and over the years, my role evolved as I took on additional responsibilities and, and found things that I was more interested in. Um, so I've, I've been constantly changing since I've, I've been here. Um, I hired in with our, our mobile applications group. Um, so I was you know, working specifically with mobile applications and that kind of led to my current role as the um, business uh, development manager for DOT. Uh, because as I talked to producers about our mobile products, um, I found a reoccurring theme was that you know, every producer, no matter what state or you know, what their size was, when I talked about using mobile applications and going to electronic ticketing, you know, there was always concern with how it would be met with um, by the BOTs um, in their particular state. So I, I started investigating that path a little bit, and it eventually moved to where I'm at now, where it's a full-time role for me to um, kind of make sure that what we're doing is, is meeting the, the needs of the BOT as well as our producer and contractor, contractor partners. Well, that's great. And certainly mobile technologies is, is something that um, is playing a big role across supply chain logistics, across all industries, and certainly have an impact there in the construction industry. But again, I think you brought up a great point is that, you know, uh, particularly in construction, where you have the Department of Transportation or, you know, at the state level, then you've got obviously from a highway standpoint, from a federal level, I mean, aligning, you know, what you're doing with, you know, what's happening on the government side of things. Um, you know, it's critically important because, you know, you want to make sure that you're aligned, particularly because there's so much investment that DOTs, you know, uh, uh, the investments that they make in, in, in construction. So, so let's get started now. I mean, you know, let's just base, start with a basic question. I mean, what is e-construction and, and who is driving it and why? Well, e-construction is a term I think that was coined to just kind of include all aspects of making construction projects uh, paperless. Um, most states have been doing their bid documents electronically for years. Um, this is largely driven by the Federal Highway Administration. Um, as I said, as I started investigating, you know, what different states were doing, it seemed they all had their own initiatives, and most of those were driven by the Federal Highway Administration. They had a program called Everyday Counts, and a, and a large portion of that was to get states using more and more paperless initiatives on their, their project sites. And like I said, the bid documents have been electronic for quite some time, where they're, you know, putting the bids out, people read them, you know, submit their, their contract documents uh, for approval. Um, so that, that part's been underway for quite a long time. As you move through the construction pro pro process, it seems like, you know, the last pieces of paper exchange on, an, on a job site are typically those material tickets that come in with a driver. 
Um, so if you're a DOT inspector or you know any third party person on the site, maybe the contractor, um, you're chasing trucks down trying to, to get a look at that ticket, you know. And for DOT, the inspectors on the site, whether they're DOT employees or some, some states contract out those um, positions to do the testing on the site, um, not only do you have to find the truck, you know, and make sure that, you know, they got the ticket, um, but then you see them start kind of sprawling across that ticket, you know, um, for concrete, you know, air temperature, you know, the, the slump, you know, water cement ratios, all sorts of information they're just physically handwriting on the ticket. Now you're looking at job sites that are windy, they're dirty, sometimes it's raining, it's snowing. I mean, it's not, not a great work environment to be handling paper. Um, and so, you know, the Everyday Counts Initiative was designed to kind of help promote, you know, new technologies on those job sites. And that's what we're doing here um, industry-wide. I think there's a, a big push towards moving to paperless. It makes sense for everybody. Um, and it's not just uh, Command.com, you know, other people in the industry are, are looking at it too. So it's, it's a, it's gaining momentum, you know, oftentimes it's said that construction industry is way behind other industries as far as technology, but we're getting there. Yeah, not that, that's a great point. I mean, I know when I've, I've had the opportunity to attend a couple of your conferences and I know that, uh, you know, just in speaking with executives from the industry, you, you know, it seems that one of the most paper intensive aspects of the whole construction supply chain, as you mentioned, is kind of the delivery, you know, tickets. And I think it's great. I, I, I mean, sometimes we think about paper and we think about kind of an office environment because that's where a lot of us probably work in. But when you think about a construction site, to your point, I mean, it could be raining, it could be snowing, and there's just a lot of dirt. And, and, and when you're dealing with paper, there's so much, you know, important data or information that's captured in those documents. But, you know, poor handwriting, you know, getting smudged with dirt or rain or, or so forth. I mean, that, that introduces a lot of, you know, opportunities for error or missed, you know, data and, and, and so forth. Right. I mean, it's, it sounds like, you know, that, you know, that this movement toward electronic tickets or, or e-pods um, it, it is starting. I mean, who, who's, who's leading the way here? I mean, what, what's kind of where are we today with that? Um, I would say uh, Iowa DOT has, has long been considered a thought leader as far as DOTs. Um, which was kind of surprising for me being a, a Midwesterner myself. Um, I would have thought, you know, California, New York, you know, some of these more populated states would be driving that, that charge. Um, but Iowa has really kind of taken the lead on that. And other states are looking to Iowa for, you know, guidance on, you know, what's working, what's not working. You know, some of the earlier pilots they did were um, more of taking the paper ticket and making it electronic via tablets and signing, you know, taking your proof of delivery EPOD signature on glass rather than a physical signature on paper. Um, and while this steps in the right direction, you know, uh, what we're seeing now is, you know, DOTs want to take that data, not just a, a PDF image of the data. They want the actual data points to go in and, you know, run trends and see what's happening on the job site and to see that immediately. Um, so, you know, with electronic ticketing the way we're doing it today, you know, the producer batches a load of material, that information is sent, you know, through the cloud, uh, somebody on the job site can pull it up on their, their phone or you know, tablet and start entering test results and they can uh, put notes, they can attach pictures to it, videos. I mean, it's just really opened the floodgates as to what can be done and you know, where we can save people time and money. And you know, on our previous topic there, you know, just not even the difficulty of working on the job site of you know, writing information down and like you said, you know, there's, there's an introduction of error that often happens, um, but when people take those, those paper tickets, or even a PDF ticket, they have to transpose that information into another system. 
Um, and most DOTs, you know, have kind of an end game system, if you will, that they're, you know, sending all that data to. Um, somebody's got to retype all the ticket data that, you know, mind you, was generated electronically to begin with at the producers um, and then printed. So they've got to retype all that ticket data and then they've got to capture all those test results that were on the field, um, as well as the notes. And, you know, every time you rekey something, there's, there's an opportunity there to, you know, miss a key or, you know, transpose a number. There's, there's a lot of introduction of error that happens during that. Um, and so, you know, moving this direction and, and sending all that information electronically where you're not worrying about the accuracy of somebody who's in, you know, less than perfect working conditions to capture um, additional information is just, it's, it's been a game changer for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I, I mean, I think when you, uh, if, you know, I always like to say, you know, how, digital transformation is such a, you know, a buzz term these days. And uh, there's so many definitions out there. And, and to me, you know, the first step in digital transformation is really taking a step back and looking around and say, where is the biggest sources of waste in our current processes? And I think you just hit uh, on one of the ones that is probably the biggest one uh, for a lot of companies and especially there in, in this part of the construction industry process, which is this manual, uh, uh, you know, a lot of wasted manual uh, you know, time and labor you know, to manually transcribe all this information back into systems, right? So you got, you got electronic, uh, you know, computer systems at the producers, you know, they're printing stuff out and then you got to retype it again. So when you think about all the manpower, human power to do this, and then obviously, you know, the potential for introduction of errors or missed data and so forth, I, I think that that kind of builds a very strong business case, you know, for this. I think you also said something that I think it's also very important. It's, it's much more than just, you know, having that, data it's also being able to analyze it and be able to do, look at trends you know so this whole area of bit, you know business intelligence and analytics and machine learning and everything else that all these other buzz terms it's really dependent on having all this inf data and information digitized and i think by going electronic it opens up you know the opportunity to capture you know a much richer set of, of in data and information that then can lead to you know more meaningful insights that then can lead to you know more proactive and, and smarter you know, actions, right? Yes, yes, it does. And, you know, I, you know, like I said, I always been a long considered the thought leader, but, you know, other states, you know, I've done a, we're doing a pilot with Alabama right now on some asphalt tickets. Um, and it's important also to realize that it's not just, you know, concrete, you know, but there's asphalt, there's aggregates, there's different material types that are being delivered. Um, so, you know, to be able to capture all those is, is, you know, very, very helpful when you look at the overall portion of these projects and the material volumes that come in there. Um, so, you know, we've, we've done, pilots with Iowa, we're working with Alabama, and then there's a, a whole host of other states that have been, you know, contacting me, asking me about, you know, how do we start, you know, and it's usually with the specifications, you know, so when they post those, those big notices, um, the specifications have to point out that, you know, hey, you've got to be willing to use electronic ticketing for this particular project, or, or some, some cases, you know, they're contacting producers and saying, hey, would you, would you be willing to test this out before we put it into a spec? So there's a lot of different ways to approach it, but most of them are getting there, and, um, like I said, I've been working with a lot of different states and we take that feedback and, and try to, you know, make a better product for everybody. So these initial pilots we're doing have been great learning experiences for us on, you know, what, what we need to do to make it even better than, you know, what we're proposing. And, you know, of course, anything we're proposing is better than, you know, retyping data in or in some cases, and this happens on not only the DOT level, but the producer level. And, and contractors, they, they take the paper tickets and there might be somebody there whose full-time job is just to scan all those paper tickets to, you know, turn them electronic. But again, you're not getting any benefit from that. You know, you're just storing a digital copy versus a paper copy in a file cabinet. But when you start sending those individual data points and you can start comparing and 
you know, and, and doing some analytics on it, you, you get so much more out of that data and you can, you know, really, really make your processes more efficient. Well, it's great to hear that, you know, you've got early adopters, if you will, those that are kind of pushing in the, the envelope on this, like Iowa and Alabama and, 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 and the other examples you, you cited there. Because sometimes that's what it takes, right? It takes, you know, some, some uh, uh, organizations or companies or, or supply chains just say, you know what, we don't want to be kind of the early adopters. We want to see what others do and, and maybe see how the value is proven. But I think that's all it takes. Is to, and it sounds like people really want to learn already from what these early adopters are doing because they can start seeing, you know, the benefits there. Which is going to lead to my next question. I mean, we already talked a little bit about kind of the efficiency aspect in terms of why, you know, why it makes sense to move to, you know, e-pods or going electronic. I mean, are there, are there other aspects of the value proposition? Um, yeah, I'd say efficiency is probably number one. You know, it seems like every state is doing more work with fewer people. Um, and again, that's, you know, across DOTs, across, you know, contractors, you know, the construction industry in, in, in general. Um, but, you know, safety is one of the big drivers. I've talked to a lot of different states and, you know, if, if you look at statistics, you know, since uh, 2013, third, uh, work deaths have been on the rise, which I found very surprising. When I looked into that a little bit more, it's not, you know, cars driving through a, a highway construction project, you know, hitting workers. It's workers being killed or injured on the job site by equipment that they're, you know, working around every day. Um, you know, so anything we can do to re reduce that error and, you know, make sure that we're making it a safe work environment. Um, so if you've got, you know, the ability to pull your phone out from a safe area on a job site, look at that ticket data, start running your tests and entering the test data versus, you know, hey, here comes a truck, you know, running across, you know, a lane or two of traffic to get to wherever the truck is pulling in to collect that ticket manually from the driver. Um, that is a big, big driver as well. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's just mind boggling to me that the deaths are increasing rather than decreasing with all the technology available. Um, so that, you know, is one of the, um, the biggest, I'd say, efficiency and safety are the two main points that, you know, people are trying to address when they go with the e-ticketing processes. Yeah, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, but obviously, you know, I know, uh, you know, again, going, going to, to, to your conference, you know, the, the importance of safety in this industry, because it is, uh, you know, a high risk environment, obviously, you know, there's a reason why, you know, this is a, a hard hat area, right? You see all those signs when you walk around construction sites, it's, and because there is, you know, a, a lot of risk there. And I think this is, again, I think I hadn't thought about the, you know, the, the value proposition extending to the safety side of things, but obviously that's a, that's a powerful value proposition there as well. Um, so, so let's, let's talk about the role of, of technology now. I mean, what are some of the, you know, key capabilities that, that companies should look for, you know, as they're looking to, um, you know, align themselves with these e-construction initiatives with e-pods e and so forth? Um, I would say probably leveraging the tools that they've already got. Um, you know, like I said, you know, producers have their, their batching systems that, you know, they've probably had in place for years. Um, they've got cell phones and tablets on the job site they're using for other applications right now. Um, and, you know, using the cloud to send data, obviously critical. Uh, but, you know, I think finding a, a solution that works with what everybody's already using. Um, you know, our particular approach is, you know, and this is a little different, is, you know, we're, we're able to partner with our competitors. You know, so if a producer's got batching equipment that might not be one of our projects or products, we can still get that ticket data and share it to the cloud and, you know, get it down to those tablets and phones on the job site. And, you know, it's, it's making it more efficient, you know, for, for everybody, but also kind of softens the blow. There's not a lot of uh, time or training invested to get people up and running on, um, on this platform. So um, I think, you know, the, the capabilities people should look for are, you know, 
what do you know the um, the cost of if, as far as time and labor you know getting getting you know your project partners up online and, and running and being able to share that data um, and with our pilots you know we found it's, it's pretty painless for everybody involved you know it's um, it's a matter of setting up some you know access so that you know producers choose who they share that data with and you know the DOTs you know, assign roles for their inspectors or whoever on the site that needs to see that ticket data and um, enter test results. So um, I, I'd say, you know, as, a, as an industry, you know, kind of finding those partners that are willing to work with others, um, maybe outside of their, their core you know, competencies, you know, so we're working with the trucking industry, we're working with obviously DOTs, we're working with contractors, you know, people that we haven't necessarily always dealt with, but have always been, you know, on the fringe of, you know, those tickets that we've, you know, long been associated with producing on the, the materials side. So, so it sounds like, you know, a key step here is really, uh, number one, taking a look at the current uh, technology capabilities that, that you have, right? Because I, I think for any company, whether it's in this area or any other IT area that I've been involved with, I mean, I think one of these rip and replace, if it's, if it's a question of rip and replace, it's not going to happen because companies have already made, you know, significant investments in some of these technologies and capabilities that they have to run their internal operations. But it's more a, around interoperability, right? Can, how can you know, it's understanding where are the touch points and where are the, the sources of data that we need and how do we integrate, um, you know, and, and bring those pieces of data and information together onto, let's say, a common platform, right? So whatever platform you're looking at uh, is being able to interoperate with existing systems you may already have, interoperate with mobile devices and technologies that are out there and the, the workers are using out in the field. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I think that's what I'm seeing as well is, is kind of that being... Um, you know, one of the key requirements is really this op interoperability piece. And obviously you talked about the cloud. I mean, everything these days is, is about, you know, leveraging the cloud to, to provide, um, you know, users wherever they may be with access, you know, permissioned access to the data and information that they have, you know, permission, uh, you know, to see. Um, so, so, so it sounds like this, that, that kind of high level trend is happening here as well, right? Yes, yes it is. So, so what challenges that then remain in, in terms of getting broad, broader adoption of, of, you know, ePods? I mean, what, what will it take to overcome, you know, those challenges? Well, I, I would say, you know, it's just kind of an old school mindset. You know, like you said, you know, when people think of changing, they think, oh, gosh, we're going to change everything out that we're already doing. And it's terrible and painful and nobody wants to do that. Um, so I, I think people still kind of harbor that, that thought process, you know. Um, things aren't as difficult as they used to be, you know, with the technology available and the skills that people have. Um, like I said, we can work with, with producers' existing systems. We, you know, we can, we can work with whatever end-use system the DOTs are, are using. You know? We can take that data and we can you know, take it from the, you know, the origination point and we can get it into the DOT's end-use system without touching it and without any um, huge investments in, in time or, or software or hardware or anything like that. It's just a lot easier and more streamlined process than it ever used to be. Um, so I think as more people see the benefits and they realize, oh, gosh, you know, this isn't going to be a six month, you know, learning curve and we're going to have to do everything different, you know, for, for like the producers, sending electronic ticket data doesn't affect the daily operations of their dispatchers or their drivers. You know, it's, just, it's the same, same thing they've always done, you know, it's a little easier for the driver because they don't have to worry about managing those paper tickets. But, um, you know, that data is sent, you know, in the background, you know, set up automatically. They don't have to remember to send you know, the data through, it just, it happens. And um, I think once people kind of get to realizing more that, you know, hey, this is, this is possible and not only is it possible, it's a lot easier than I had imagined it would be. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, these initial pilots, you know, that have been, you know, run, you know, and you're replacing the paper with the PDF and, you know, as we evolve and, okay, now we can send the actual data 
and you can you can do some some you know work on that data and, and figure out where you can save time or money or you know improve safety. Um, those kind of things are are what we need to get out there um, to the industry and and make people understand that you know this is not going to be a really time intensive and difficult process for them to uh, start sharing that ticket data or to receive that ticket data and start you know using it to your benefit to um, you know use it in whatever way is best for you. Yeah, so it's, it's the classic, you know, change, change management hurdle. And, right. you know, what I always find interesting is that, um, uh, you know, across the board, you know, th there might be initial resistance to adopting new technology or changing a process or, or something like that. Um, but then once, once the users and everybody starts seeing the benefits, if you went back to them and say, you know what, we changed our mind, we're going to we're going to go back to the old way of doing things. They'll probably chop your head off and say, no, 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 we, we love it. <laughs> you know, we, you know, once they see the benefits, you know, but it's a getting over that initial hump. That's, that's yeah. always the hardest piece. Yes. I, in one of my earlier um, positions, you know, I was uh, working with producers to install some mobile apps and it was, you know, basically job analytics, you know, here's, you know, uh, it was for the contractor in the field, you know, so they could see when their trucks were coming and, you know, and what percentage of completion they were done. And one of the producers I worked with had a man that was just really dead set against this. He thought it was, you know, not going to be beneficial. And, you know, I, I, I fought hard to win him over. And, you know, finally I ran into him about a year after we went live with that project and he had retired and had taken a job as a consultant. And as a consultant, he's using the app in the field himself. He's like, man, pulls out his phone. He's showing it to him. He's like, this is the best thing ever. He's like, I, I really love this. And I'm just thinking, I remember how difficult it was to get you to change your mind in the first place. But, you know, I'm glad to see that he's finally embraced it. And, and those kind of wins are, are what I like to see, you know, for the people that were really skeptical or hesitant or just didn't feel like it was going to be a value to them to see what it's done to their business and how it's improved their processes and how it's streamlined everything um, so they can do their business better. That's a great, that's a great example. And you know, it reminds me, uh, you know, outside the business world and in, in the personal space, I remember my in-laws, uh, you know, we all had iPhones and they still had the flip phones and they're like, ah, oh, you know, we don't need a flip phone, you know, this works fine. And then ultimately the, one of their flip phone broke or something. So they were kind of forced to kind of get a iPhone. Now they can't imagine going back. I think they're, I think they use it more than, than my teenage kids use the, uh, you know, the <laughs> phone. They're constantly on there checking photos and stuff like that. So, um, you know, when they kind of actually saw the, the uh, uh, expand the capabilities of what they can do with their phone and taking pictures yes. and so forth. Uh, but I think in the business world, you know, that's a great example, right? I mean, I think you, you know, sometimes you, you, you can't really see the value until you actually start using it. And then that in itself becomes, you know, a powerful, you know, testimonial. And obviously, as we've already talked about before, you know, some of these early adopters, whether it's Iowa, Alabama, and so forth, you know, there's already good case studies out there that uh, those that are interested in, in learning more about this can kind of see some of the benefits that are already being um, uh, experienced out there. Um, you know, Su Susie, we're running short on time here, so I'm just going to go right to my last question. I mean, as, as a way to wrap up, I mean, what attributes or, or capabilities will, will ultimately separate the leaders from the laggards in the construction industry when, when it comes to, you know, this part of the supply chain? Um, I think just uh, an openness uh, as much as anything, you know, open to opportunities, open to change. And, and, you know, and like I said earlier, you know, we're working with, you know, people that we would have never thought of uh, partnering with in the past, you know, but, you know, our, our line of business touches so many other lines of business, you know, we got to look at this holistically and not just our little piece of the puzzle, you know, as far as, you know, working with producers and you know, we've expanded, like I said, we're working with DOTs, we're working with contractors, we're working with so many people that, you know, 10 years ago would have probably been unthought of, you know, it's just, um, but when you look at the overall 
project and process and what's going on in these job sites. Um, I think it's important that you know you, you partner yourself with somebody that's willing to take chances, they're willing to make changes and kind of you know shake up the status quo to get things um, better. And uh, you know, like you said, you know the earlier adopters are are critical. And you know, taking that chance and um, you know sometimes the benefits that they see that they relate to us are things that we've never even considered. Um, you know, so there's there's benefits to these tools that you know that are solved. You know that we didn't even realize was a problem when we first went in. So um, I think you know the the companies that will you know be the leaders are or not even companies, but you know any participant on the um, project supply chain. You know, I think anybody that's willing to you know try new things and um, expand and improve. Those are who you want to align yourself with. You know, it's just uh, it's it's a new world, and we've got to you know open our eyes and, and see what other opportunities or what other impacts we're making across the um, heavy building materials industry um, to make sure that uh, you know, we're benefiting everybody and not just our, our you know, core business groups, if you will. So it's, it's, it's been great, you know, as we kind of, you know, see that we're making strides in this. Yeah. So, so it sounds like obviously, you know, it's, it's kind of always questioning the status quo, right? Can we be doing, can we, is there a better way to do what we're currently doing and then aligning yourself with, you know, partners, because obviously, you know, if you do anything by yourself, but your partners aren't, um, you know, there's limited value there in what you can do, because this truly is, you know, when you think about a supply chain, whether it's the construction supply chain or any other supply chain, you really have to get the buy-in and participation of all the other, you know, stakeholders in that process. So it's really aligning yourself with, you know, other stakeholders that are like-minded and also willing to question the status quo and, and move forward. Well, Susie, uh, uh, as always, uh, you know, we, we always just manage to scratch the surface on, on these topics, but you, you provided some great insights and perspective and, and advice on, you know, what's happening in the world of e-construction and, and the evolution here. Uh, so again, thank you for making the time to be with us today. I, I thank you for uh, reaching out and uh, setting this up. It was great talking to you. I'm always, always willing to talk about uh, making things better. Great. Well, ho hopefully, well, hopefully we'll have you back on the program, maybe in a year's time and see how much progress the, the industry has made. I'm pretty confident that you know, based on what I've been uh, hearing and seeing from folks in the industry that, uh, you know, even though the industry might have been a laggard in the past, uh, uh, the, the industry is moving quickly to, uh, you know, move up that maturity curve. So um, I want to thank those of you that joined us. If you're watching this episode on demand, either on the uh, Command Alcon website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Susie, uh, you can post it there and I'm sure she'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a thank great day. You.